0: Hello everybody, welcome back to the JoeCast. I'm your host Joe Casada, and today's episode, well, I'm gonna be talking about the Bigfoot because I've been, I've been uh, looking at this stuff, these cryptids uh, shit, and I'm getting really curious again. But before we get in, I would like to, uh, you know, do my usual, you know, the usual episode stuff. I think we should just start with uh, how is the last episode doing? It's looking all right. Last time I checked, it was like 13 plays. Maybe it's 14 now. I don't know. But as I'm doing that, I would like to tell you guys to. Um, uh, I had kind of had a wake. I kind of had like a wake up moment tonight, um, with a very close friend of mine. It had fourteen plays, so I, I had a a good a uh, good segue there. It had fourteen plays. I had a kind of a wake up moment where you. I think we all need to treat each other better, okay. And I mean by that is you don't know when it's going to be the last person you ever talk. Sorry, the last time you ever talk to somebody again. So I kind of feel like you have to treat. Everyone in your life now and I'm looking at this with what is this is your last time talking to them? Because tonight very well may be one of the last times I talked to this person. It's getting a little rough. Let's just say that. And um I'm a little panicking a little bit. But that's besides the point. It doesn't matter who it is, this can go for anyone. Go for a parent and go for your girlfriend and go for your boyfriend and go to your spouse and go to your loved one and go to your uh, your uncle, your aunt, your grandfather. Because the older people, they can die, okay? I'm not trying to be funny, but th- they can die, okay? They they will not be around forever. They're already like like three quarters of the way there. And uh, the last quarter is almost done, if you know what I'm saying. Especially with the elderly, you gotta it'd be very nice to them. Because it honestly may be their last time. But that's what I got to say about that. But I think opening my eyes tonight, I feel like I realize getting college stuff. I don't really do not care about college. I mean I do, but I don't. I am sick of all these other schools that I plan for. Hey, please, please come. Like I know I know where I'm going. Just leave me alone now. Um but I think that is where excuse me, I almost burped that I think that's really all I gotta say about that. But I think okay. Maybe I'll probably think of more later in the episode, but let's talk about analytics good for Pennsylvania's up 2 percent and more Waynesboro listeners and a little bit less of the Hagerstown listeners what's what's going on Hagerstown you guys are my big fans and we're still looking at like a 90% male listening audience which is a uh, freaking awesome um still our most pub- our my highly watched episode is bro one of the boozy fade but got the attention instead but i may those types of episodes those types of episodes going to be taking a back seat to this new type cuz i really want to talk about this scripted stuff I've been interested in stuff interested in this stuff for like a, six years now, and I can I finally I'll just talk about it on the show and get me to talk about it. So I have the Bigfoot lined up for today. Next week I may do like uh, Skinwalkers or the Flatwoods Monster. Or maybe I'll revisit the Bigfoot episode if I realize if I don't, if I feel it wasn't good enough up to my uh, standards later on. But that's probably what I end up doing. I'll probably try to cover North America first. Then I think we'll get into the worldly stuff. But I do mention the Yeti in this episode. Um, I don't know if I talked about, about this on the last episode, but I do have Amazon music is now, um, a thing on here. I forget my Amazon password. Maybe, uh, that's wrong. Let's try a capital letter and a hashtag. Bingo. Okay. We're in. Oh, okay. So we're up three starts, two listeners. So we're up. We are literally up on the Amazon music, which that's, that's pretty good. Last seven days. That's what we're looking at. Last 30 days. Uh, exact same. Oh, four starts, actually. So, okay, we're getting some traction on an uh, app, or not Apple, on, um, Amazon. That's freaking sweet. I like that. So, uh, I think we should really get good going with the show now. I'm trying to think of anything. I don't really have a good set of notes for, like, the regular episode, because I, I just didn't really prepare it. So I think we should start here about Bigfoot. So Bigfoot, also known as a Sasquatch, is a legendary creature that is said to inhabit the remote areas of North America. Now, what we mean by this is uh, particularly in the northwest region of the United States and western Canada. Now, everyone knows what a Bigfoot looks like, but for those who don't, I'm going to describe to you. He's a big, large gorilla, essentially. He's like 6'10", and he like 500 pounds. That, think of like a huge-ass gorilla, 6'10", 500 pounds, covered in hair, head to toe, and its footprints are like 2 feet long. not like 24 inches feet long. Now, all these... Bigfoot sightings kind of started um, back, so the first one was in the 19th century by a guy named, hold on, for, David Thompson, but I'll get to that later. But it wasn't until the 1950s and 60s that the creature gained uh, like a really big uh, attention. There were numerous eyewitness accounts, blurry photographs, and very grainy videos that have produced over the years, but no conclusive evidence of Bigfoot has been found, sadly. Now, some believers in the Bigfoot Claim that the creature is a surviving member of a species of hominid that was uh, thought to have gone extinct a thousand years ago. Think like a gorilla, simian, or uh, like a Neanderthal. Uh, skeptics, on the other hand, argue that Bigfoot sightings are likely uh, a result in a misidentification of known animals, hoaxes, or human error, which it probably is. Now, despite the lack of this concrete evidence, Bigfoot remains a very popular subject of folklore and has become a cultural icon in the United States of America. Um... I've been to two small towns, two really good small towns. That I'm not saying I've only been to two small t- <sighs> Sorry. I've been sneezing. Allergies are getting rough. It's beginning of April. It is rough outside. So I'm not saying I've only been to two small towns, but I drive through Smithsburg, Maryland. There's a little Sasquatch thing on Main Street. I drive through an alleyway from Waynesburg. There's a little Sasquatch thing on the guy's porch. So that's what I can say about it does have a cultural influence. Oh, uh, I just... Okay. He is a cultural icon in North America, and the search for Bigfoot continues to this day. Which researchers and enthusiasts explore in remote wilderness and areas in the hope of capturing a, capturing a photograph or some type of physical evidence for this guy's existence. So we go back to David Thompson, the first recorded sighting of what is now commonly referred to as Bigfoot, occurred in the year ni- eh, sorry, 1811 near what is now in the town of Jasper in present-day Alberta, Canada. So there is a trader by the name of David Thompson, who reportedly discovered large footprints that he believed were made by a very large animal. Thompson measured these footprints and found that they were 14 inches long and 8 inches wide. He described the creature as having large feet similar to those of a man, but broader and longer. This is about David Thompson. So this wasn't no uh, run-of-the-mill regular guy. This was a British-Canadian explorer, cartographer, and fur trader, fur trader who played a significant role in the exploration of mapping of Western North America during the late 1800s and 19th centuries. Thompson was born in London in 1770 and immigrated to Canada in 1784, where he began working as a fur. fur so I can't. Why do I say fur instead of fur? A fur trader for the Hudson Bay Company. And over the course of his career, Thompson explored a map vast region to western Canada and the uh, United States, including the Columbia River Basin, Rocky Mountains, and the Pacific Southwest Coast. He is credited with making some of the earliest European explorations of the Upper River and its uh, tribunaries. I've definitely said that wrong. Uh, as well as with establishing the first accurate map of the region. Thompson was also known as for, interaction, for his interactions with the Native Americans there. Excuse me including the Cree, Blackfoot, and Shonashow. For his efforts in remote peaceful trade and cooperation between them and European fur, fur traders, he retired from active exploration in 1812 and spent the remainder of his life in retirement in Canada, where he died in 1857. And today, Thompson is remembered as one of the most important figures in early history of Western North America, and his maps and writings are still studied and admired by historians and geographers. So as we move on, um, it is important to note that reports of large, hairy, manlike creatures have been part of na- have been a part of the uh, Native American folklore for centuries before Thompson's sighting. The legends of the Sasquatch, which is a very similar uh, thing to the Bigfoot, I for the longest time I thought they were the same until I uh, started doing this research, have been passed down through various indigenous cultures in the Pacific Southwest region of United, sorry, of the North America for regions. Whoa, I just, I just misread all my notes there. I'm so sorry. In the Pacific Northwest region of North America for generations, these stories often describe a Sasquatch as a powerful, elusive creature that, that inhabits the dense forests and mountainous regions of the area. So over the years, there has been many sightings, but the David Thompson is considered to be the first. Now, there was a video taken of Bigfoot. Many of you guys may have seen this. You can look it up on YouTube. It's called The Patterson Gremlin Film. I do this after the show, so you can keep on listening. So the first video, it was named after the two men who captured it, Roger Patterson and Bob Gilman, in uh, October 20th, 1967. They were on horseback on Bluff Creek, California, when they claimed to see a large bipedal creature walking along the creek. Patterson, like, hopped off his horse and took a, started filming the creature with a 16mm camera. The footage shows a dark, hairy creature that appears to be walking away from the camera and turning its head to look directly at Patterson before to, disappearing into the woods. So this, the Patterson-Gilman film, is the most famous and controversial piece of Bigfoot evidence to, to, like, still to this day. Researchers believe that the footage is authentic and shows a genuine sighting of the Bigfoot creature, while others argue it's a hoax, a hoax or a misidentification. You know, I've seen the video, and there's no way that's a misidentification. I'm actually going to double check this video right now. Uh, Peter Peterson Grimm, Gremlin film. Now nah, that should just pop it right up. Patterson Gremlin. Yeah, that. There's no way that isn't a. You know You know what I'm saying. There's no way that isn't. Hold on, I'm trying to watch this now. I found us on YouTube Bigfoot Patterson Gilman film, the film that made him star, blah 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 blah. Blah blah If this would load my Wi Fi is being awfully poopy today. I know I'm kind of inconsistent, inconsistent with what words to say on the show. Okay. Oh my god, I just what I don't know. Whoa. Sorry. I'm so sorry for my re- reaction there. My, I'm wearing uh, these Apple AirPods Pro. This is a little intermission. I'm wearing these Apple AirPods, and what just happened, it just went silent on my end, but I can only hear my voice, and it just felt really weird, and it was when I hit play. I don't know why it did that. That makes no sense to me, but I'm looking at the film now, so what they did is they stabilized it. This is actually very interesting watching him move like that through it, stabilize. That's very, this is very interesting. So pretty much, he, he just walks by, he walks on by like nothing's happening. And he turns, looks at the camera, kind of just keeps walking. To, okay, to be fair, now I'm looking at this, it does kind of look like a dude. I could see how a dude, but the arms are too long. No, Nobody's arms are that low below the hips. And he just, he just walks like, like, bro, okay, you're telling me someone, oh my god, okay. Maybe okay, let's say it is and actually a Bigfoot. Let me see the complete version. Oh, that video isn't even available anymore. Okay. <sighs> Dang. So I don't really know. I mean, personally I the rewatching a video now that I'm older. Um, he does look quite silly. I would say the least. He does look very silly. Um But I'm gonna continue here. So the Patterson Gilman film Oh no, I'm a paragraph behind. So the Patterson-Gilman film remains one of the most famous and controversial pieces of Bigfoot evidence to this day. Some researchers believe researchers believe that the footage is an authentic, is authentic and shows a genuine sighting of the Bigfoot creature. While others discredit the footage, and like, no, it's not actual proof. It's been faked, and it's been faked. That's what they're like. And so, next. So, sorry. I like the way I take notes is very strange. Like, I'll, I'll say the same thing several... Okay, this one's a little bit different, actually. So, it... Now, in the... Fo- put, apparently, in the footage, they refer, they refer to Bigfoot as Patty. He's walking through the woods for several seconds before disappearing behind some trees. Um, so, here, here's, here's what people have to say about this. So, the supporters of the film argue that it's one of the most compelling pieces of evidence in support of Bigfoot's existence. Citing the realistic movement and behavior of the creature and the fact that no one's been able to con- cons- conclusively prove that the footage was fake. However, critics of the footage argue that it's a hoax between the various inconsistencies in the story of its capture and the unusual behavior of the creature captured in its film. If I ever do a part two, or a, a, maybe I'll do an episode specifically on the film, I'll have to keep that in my notes. I'm actually going to make a new note here. I'm pretty much going to be like... Um, um, video ideas. Video... Ideas, cryptids. This I know these aren't videos, but close enough. So I'm gonna have to do Patterson, Patterson, Gremlin, film, and we have some more uh, creatures coming up that are uh, talked about on this episode. So I'll be, I'll make sure to support them. Um. So yeah, despite the controversy surrounding the Patterson-Gilman film, it remains one of the most famous and widely discussed pieces of evidence. I can see why. It's very interesting. The footage has been strict to a number a big number of documentaries, books, and scientific studies, and it continues to fascinate the divine enthusiasts and skeptics alike. So, likewise, with all around the world, us humans kind of make uh, very similar stories up, and uh, Bigfoot may have some cousins. So, the first one I decided to pick was... Uh, the Yeti. So the Yeti is also known as the, Abominable, the Am, Am, Abominable Snowman, and he's a legendary creature that's said to inhabit the Himalayan region of Nepal, Bhutan, and Tibet. Now, the descriptions of the Yeti vary. Um, he was in versus vs. Zombies, um, uh, to a degree. But it is typically described as a large, bipedal, ape-like creature covered in sh- very shaggy, white, or sometimes brown fur. fur Jesus. It is said to stand between 6 and 8 feet tall and weighing several hundred pounds, probably similar to the Bigfoot, if not more. If he's between 6 and 8, he's probably going to be between 500 and 800, 700. So the, there was the first documented case of the Yeti. It was back in uh, the 19th century, so the 1800s, when Western explorers and mountaineers recorded and strange large footprints in the snow and hearing local legends 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 jesus i'm so bad at uh, reading local legends of a wild hairy creature since then numerous reports of the sightings footprints and other evidence have been collected the creature has become a subject of uh, scientific and cultural fascination so a lot of these the first sighting it's a footprint it's a big ass footprint which could be faked very easily but we're adding the yeti to the list of uh, next cryptid ideas um despite years of searching and scientific expeditions in the Himalayan region. The existence of the Yeti is still unproven. I think the Yeti I think the Yeti has a lesser chance of existing than the Bigfoot. That's my personal cuz I feel like the Bigfoot is more likely to survive in the forest of all those other animals the Yeti isn't. What is he eating? It's a it's the the ice is essentially a desert. But to a degree. Um sorry, I need to breathe. So the existence of the Yeti is still unproven. Excuse me. Okay, and skeptics will argue that sightings and evidence can be explained by known phenomena, such as a misidentified animal. While others argue that the lack of conclusive evidence is not necessary to disprove the creature's existence. The mystery of the Yeti continues to captivate and inspire researchers, adventurers, and cryptozoologists all around the world. Now, the Native Americans, which I have mentioned, the Sasquatch and all their, um, stuff, they have very similar stories to Bigfoot, being the Sasquatch, the Sucum, and the, um, the Wendigo. I just to scroll down a little bit. So, here are some, here, here's, I, I selected three, Sasquatch, Sucum, and Wendigo. These are very similar stories to Bigfoot. So, the Sasquatch... So think Bigfoot. Think Dr. Squatch. When you guys think of Sasquatch, think Dr. Squatch soap. So he is a legend. Dr. Squatch, please sponsor me. I, I'm sorry, I'm going on tangent here. I would love to be sponsored by Dr. Squatch Ghost or uh, Spring Valley Turmeric. That's just one of the uh, pills I have on my desk. Uh, maybe the Band-Aid Company. Um, Trojan, sponsor me, please. Big fan. Uh, but I digress. Um, so keeping on with the Sasquatch here, um, so he's a legend in uh, a lot of tribes in the area, including like the Koshalish, Hadida, and Tinglet, I cannot say these names, it's very obvious to tell, the Sasquatch, he's described as a large hairy creature that lives in the forest and mountains. so he's pretty much Bigfoot. And he said, "Okay, this is interesting. I just found this out." So he said to be he said to be capable of, of emitting a very powerful foul odor, which I think is ironic, knowing that um, what's it called? Doctor Squatch is a very good soap brand. And some of the some of the legends su- suggest that he's a benign spiritual creature that will help lost or injured uh, travelers, but others depict him as a dangerous dude. So it's a kind of 50/50 on this guy. Next one is called the Sukum. This is a legend of the Chinookan peoples of the Columbian River region region. The Sukum is described as a large ape-like creature with shaggy f- fur and a powerful build, like the Sasquatch, had the habit of the forests and mountains and is capable of great strength and ferocity. So I I put some more on the Sukum here cuz he's different than Bigfoot. So he's a legendary creature in the folklore we already did this. Um the term Sukum in ch- Chinook jargon, is strong is means strong or powerful or monstrous. Sukum is typically described as a large ape-like man with shaggy fur and a muscular build. So like the Sasquatch, he is said to inhabit the remote wilderness such as deep forests and mountains. In some accounts, he's, beloved, he's a benevolent creature that helps the lost, stranded travelers. And just like the Sasquatch, he's also uh, depicted as a fierce, dangerous predator that can attack and murder anybody. The uh, Sukum oh, on, I just got a text message. Oh, oh, speed of the devil. Um, the Sukum legend, uh, the, su- the Sukum did not message me. I, fa- <laughs> I speaking of the devil, Nisha he appeared. here, the Sukum's actually behind me right now. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm being knock on wood there. Um, so, uh, the Sukum legend is deeply rooted in Chinookan culture with various aspects of the creature's appearance and behavior that have been incorporated in the Chinookan art, dance, and other forms of expression. Today, the Shukum is a popular figure in Pacific Northwest folklore, and its legend continues to inspire fascination and speculation among enthusiasts and cryptids and legends. Now, this is probably one of my favorite of the Native Americans next to the Skinwalker. Maybe the Wood Elves and the Gnomes. I I need to add those. Hold on. Wood Elves Gnomes G-H, maybe? I'm a really bad speller. Gnomes G N O Chat, HM, I don't know, gnomes, uh, skin, walkers, greys, flat, these are all upcoming episodes pretty much, flatwoods monster, my favorite one, flatwoods monsters, men in black, men, oh god, I can't type tonight, men in black, hmm, what else? There's another intermission, so we have the, so these are all the upcoming ideas for this new little series we're doing, so Yeti, Wood Elves, Gnomes, Skinwalkers, Greys, Flatwood Monster, Reptilians, this is the stuff I really like, Reptilians, Um, Jersey Devil, the Jersey Devil, so Jersey Devil, Um, I have a list here, Thunderbird. Thunderbird, 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 Oh, Mothman. He's he's a he's a straight classic. Um the Chakubura. Chakubura. We're gonna do uh La Lorona. La Lor I believe that's what she's called. Maybe we'll do goblins. I, I love goblins. I love the end. That's my goblin speak. The Beasts of Brayro. Never heard of it, but I'm curious, so I'd like to learn about it. So uh, Beast of Bay Bray Road see there's any more here skunk ape skunk ape I never heard of the skunk ape skunk ape um I'll get a list here of fascinating um uh, cryptids I'll just do cryptids List. Of, oh there's a whole list of cryptids here so the, these are gonna be it's a wikipedia page it's called list of cryptids um oh have I forgot about the Loch Ness Monster? Oh my, okay, I forgot about Loch Nessie. Loch Ness, how could I forget about Loch Ness? The Loch Ness Monster. Um, The Loveland Frog, oh, I've heard about the Loveland Frog. This guy is insane. This is like just giant frog that like terrorized people. And a cop shot him, I think, with like his big revolver. I, remember, I forget where I heard that. The Megalodon, I don't care about the Megalodon. What? The hell is a nijin. I will definitely be talking about the nijin. It's a, it's a Japanese folklore. That this is insane looking. That is something else. I'm looking at a whole list right now. Sea serpents. There's too much to do in there. That's kind of its own episode. Bigfoot. We already know about him. We're already doing Bigfoot. The Dover demon. That is terrifying. I'll put a photo, of, I guess, of Bigfoot on the cover of this. The Yeti. Skunk 8, We're doing Mongolian Death worm. Nah, that is terrible. I don't know how big the monk. Oh, it's proposed to exist. The Mich- Michigan dog man. The lizard man. Uh, f- the Fook monster Dover demon. Okay, Jersey Devil Mothman Thunderbird. Now, where where would the uh the Flatwoods monster? Flatwoods monster is probably by far my favorite. If I had to think of all my favorite um what's it called my favorite um um flatwoods my favorite cryptid has to be the flatwoods monster the flatwoods monster is the coolest one he's it's like it was probably a bar now but it was it's just so cool the flatwoods monster is literally the coolest thing ever um Okay, Flatwoods Monster, we'll, we'll we'll definitely be talking about this on the, um. what's it called? It's pretty deep in West Virginia, so, actually, hold on, I think my girlfriend may have some property down near Flatwoods, but I don't know, I, I digress. Hold on, I, I need to make, I need to send out some messages here. Okay, they are sent, uh, phone is down. Um Flatwoods Monster. UFO sightings. We'll definitely be talking about UFOs. Um there are some old UFO sightings from you know 80 1690. But um the Battle of Los Angeles. I've heard about that one. But I would I, a, a UFO sighting I like to talk about would be um maybe uh what, I want to talk about the Grays. The the gray grey aliens These guys are insane. The gray aliens. I'm gonna get a Chanchi TV running here just so I can get a a good thing of this running here. Okay, it's being a bitch. probably probably is a gray. It's saying, I can't do that because they may not exist. Well, you did the same thing about Bigfoot. Tell, Jesus, this asshole. Tell me about the gray aliens oh, okay, you dickhead, you know, I, I asked about, um, oh, never mind, okay, okay, um, it, it is working, so never mind, um, I, I will save this one for next week, maybe even the week after, but, um, I have, I have a big list here that's probably lasting me a good, a long time, so I think we should get back into what we were talking about with Bigfoot, so we're back on the when to go, oh, well, I just hit my mic here, Wendigo, I need add that to the list. So the Wendigo is a legendary creature spirit that is very predominant in the folklore of various Native American tribes, mostly in the north regions where it's really cold. So he's he's depicted as often a a very evil, cannibalistic spirit that preys on humans and is very associated with winter, famine, and starvation. According to the legend, the Wendigo is a towering, emancipated creature, emancipated creature with glowing eyes and long, sharp claws, it's said to have, like, a, it un, an un unhungerable hunger, a hunger that never ends, a never-ending hunger for human flesh and is capable of possessing humans and turning them into goes as well. Some versions of the legend suggest that the Wendigo can be driven off or destroyed by other... Hold on. I just got another text message. I'm not sure... So, sorry for my. What is that? One, two, three, four, five. And never mind. That's like one second. No, no, that's like seven seconds of dead air. Seconds. seven seconds of silence, for all the Wendigos and followed skinwalkers. <laughs> um. So other view, others view this. Okay. Whoa. I'm lost. So okay. So some versions of the legend suggested the Wendigo could be driven off or destroyed by fire, which is, I believe, his ice is made of heart. I'm not sh- too sure about that. But um, we we will um. I'll, I'll, we'll talk about that on the actual Wendigo episode, which will probably be in a few weeks. I, I kind of want to do the Flatwoods Monster, depending on how this one pans out. I don't know which one I'm going to do next. Uh, the Wendigo has been interpreted in a variety of ways. Some seen it as a cautionary tale about the dangers of greed, selfishness, and excess. While others view it as a metaphor for the harsh realities of life in northern wilderness... The legend has also been used for basis of horror stories, movies, and other forms of popular entertainment. Today, the Wendigo remains a fascinating and sometimes controversial figure in Native American folklore and popular culture. While there are variations in the details of these legends, the similarities to the Bigfoot legend are clear. They all involve a large hairy humanoid that are said to inhabit the remote wilderness and have mysterious, sometimes menacing powers. So where is the Bigfoot found if let's say let's say you want to go to Bigfoot hunting? Where are you going to go for Bigfoot hunting? Let me tell you, bro, um, so these are commonly reported in the Pacific Northwest region, already said, but uh, here are some very uh, specific locations. So the Cascade Mountains in Washington Oregon, the Olympic Mountains in the Washington State, the Kumloff Mountains in Northern California and Southern Oregon, the Rocky Mountains in Montana, Idaho, British Columbia, and Canada, uh, the Boreal Forest in Manitoba in Canada, and that's really about it. Now, however, it is important to note that the Bigfoot sightings have been reported in other parts of the U.S., including the Great Lakes, Southeastern, and even suburban areas. Okay, I'm thinking about this. How's Bigfoot going to... Okay, you're going to... They're going to say they saw Bigfoot in a big-ass city, but they're not going to have any. And I mean not any video proof of that. We're not going to find any. You're telling me Bigfoot managed his way into a big ass city like New York, and not a single person got a video of it. Everyone has a smartphone. It, you're, it's a big, it's a big city. Someone's gotta have a film reel going outside the window, you know, just filming stuff. I mean, it's New York. People just do whatever the hell they want. Um, and you know, besides the uh, the city sightings, which cannot exist, the legend of Bigfoot has captured the imagination of people throughout North America and beyond. He's a very popular dude. And, uh, you know, a lot of these are civilian-led expeditions. They have TV shows like Finding Bigfoot, which uh, Ralph the Movie Maker said, uh, I know, I know I'm throwing on the blame to Ralph, if this isn't true, but he said it's, it's uh, comically called Not Finding Bigfoot, because it's like four seasons and they still can't find him. Okay, so there, there has been some scientific studies over the years. Uh, various scientists and researchers attempted to study the evidence as been put forward in support of Bigfoot's evidence. This has included the analysis of the footprint, cast, hair samples, and other physical evidence, as well as an attempt to capture audio and video recordings of the Bigfoot vocalizations and movements. Citizen-led expositions. So a lot of these enthusiasts will go out, and amateur researchers, and they'll go out with their night vision goggles, and they're in their I don't know, tents, and they'll go out in their middle of nowhere, and they'll try to conduct a search, and they're looking for signs of Bigfoot activity. The use of technology. I mean, we have been using tech. Um, you know, drones, dra- trail cams, um, um, audio equipment, uh, 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 heat, infrared glasses, night vision rays. Um, we've also been using DNA analysis. In some cases. Um, oh, I just lost myself. And so, sorry, this this is this is how you know I'm stalling out. My my engine's going out. So, in some cases, DNA analysis has been used to try to identify biological material that has been collected and potential evidence for Bigfoot's existence. This includes stuff like hair, you know, blood, maybe, and, um, they just, they just find stuff on the ground in areas that he said to have been, and they'll take you back to the lab and it's all negative. Um, and, the, uh, despite these efforts, they still have found nothing. For it, they still have found not a single thing for him to actually exist. And the search still exists beyond the imagination of the people around the world because they are truly convinced that Bigfoot is out there and he wants to be discovered. I'm just saying, if he was really out there, we would have discovered him. We would have discovered him tens of years, decades ago. You know, we have so much stuff out there. We have government little antennas of cameras all over them, so people don't no trespass. You're telling me that not, no one's seen Bigfoot on those? Yeah. Okay. Um. So the existence, who in God's name is texting me? Out. Oh, ugh. I don't like that person who just texted me. Um. So the existence is still, although it's pretty clear, depending on what side you um, side on, it's that he does not exist it's a subject of debate and controversy. While there still have been numerous reported sightings and encounters with the creature, there is no definitive evidence that conclusively proves its existence. However, there have been various pieces of evidence that pulled forward over the years that some researchers and enthusiasts believe could support the existence of Bigfoot. Some of this most, you know, this most commonly cited evidence are the footprints, the eyewitness accounts, the audio recordings, The Patterson-Gimlin film, which may be a hoax, and hair tissues. Now, footprints, this is one of the most frequently cited pieces of evidence. This is actually one of the first ones when they found a, um, you know, oh, geez, when they found that first footprint, uh, David Thompson did in 1811. It was 24 inches long, so we saw, oh, okay. So, these large footprints have been discovered in various ports of North America. And, here's the kicker, I did not know this, they often exhibit a distinct pattern of dermal ridges, similar to those found in human fingerprints, which some researchers believe cannot easily be faked. And, you know, some eyewitness accounts, many people have reported seeing them, they yeah, see, like, a gorilla in the woods and say it's Bigfoot, and eyewitness accounts can be subjective, unreliable, which is very true. There have not been many reports from individuals who claim they have seen something they cannot explain. Now, we also have audio recordings. There have been many audio recordings made of a potential Bigfoot vocalizations, including the senses of whoop, whoop, wah, wah, and rah, grunts he makes, whoop, screams, and grunts that some researchers believe could be evidence of the creature's existence. So, you know, a, me going out in the middle of a show middle of that going whoop, 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 whoop that's somebody out there that may be Bigfoot. So that's just, I think that's highly comical. Um, the most famous piece you know this of video footage would be the Patterson gilman film We keep on coming back to this is a goofy film. The authenticity of this footage remains very controversial because it looks like it's fake and it's often cited as one of the most compelling pieces of evidence to support Bigfoot's existence. We also have hair and tissue. Um, it, you know they take a little bit of the hair and a little bit of the tissue and they test it and these, these DNA sequ- sequences don't just do not match anything. Probably because it's a freaking sham. And we still cannot conclude that this is Bigfoot. Because these ones are just completely unique. Um. The existence of Bigfoot. Okay. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. So scientifically. The community has been largely skeptical of the existence of Bigfoot. and Many scientists argue that there's not enough reliable evidence to support the creature's existence. Which is understandable. Critics of Bigfoot. Research, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Critics of Bigfoot research argue that maybe um, supposed sightings and evidence can be easily explained by known phenomena, such as a misidentified animal, like, you know, barn now over the case of Flatwoods Monster, or hoaxes. Hoaxes and frauds over the years. There have been many reported hoaxes and frauds associated with Bigfoot research. Some of the most famous examples include the infamous Bigfoot suit worn by two men in the Patterson. Wait, what? I did not know this. Okay, so here is a hoax. Um, so there's the Bigfoot suit worn by two men in the Patterson-Gilman film, there's various other hoaxes involving really fake footprints and other. I've seen people do fake footprints, in some legal controversies. Um, the search for Bigfoot is also legal controversies. For example, in '69, the uh, Washington, the state of Washington, accident it looks like they accidentally classified Bigfoot as endangered species which led to disputes over hunting and trapping regulations in areas where Bigfoot sightings have been reported. Controversial controversies, the subject of Bigfoot is kind of cultural phenomenon, you know, like as it is. And uh, the term Bigfoot has been led to a misappropriation of cultural beliefs like the Sasquatch and stuff. And now, you're probably wondering, what do I think of all this personally? Personally, I think it's a gorilla. I believe this is a for I think Joe Rogan thinks the same. I think this is a like a forest gorilla, a gorilla in the woods that has that like it's just kind of high. Like he's in caves. He's hiding in caves. <clears throat> That's what I think it is. I I truly believe he is some sort of gorilla. Okay. I I personally I think that is he has to be an ape. There's no way he's some like Mystical character. He is a gorilla. The, what we what we have here is an ape that is not in its home, and there there's just enough apes to keep the ape the the little community here surviving. There's just enough, and I think that's what we're seeing. I think we I think every forty years or so we see a new ape come up. Patterson Gilman film we saw that was like a, that was today's Sasquatch's grandfather. There's just enough in this community of apes. To keep them going, maybe that's maybe maybe they're really spread apart. Maybe they travel like thirty miles a day, and over the time they they were able to get to the uh, the region with uh, the Great Lakes. Maybe that's how they were able to do that. I'm not sure. I'm not a cryptozoologist. I don't know this stuff perfectly, but I can say, however, that a lot of the stuff people point out where it's oh, it's a it's a benevolent creature. It's going to help me on my quest to uh to get back home from my uh, my trip. Um, no, it is a gorilla. It does not really know right from wrong, okay? Yeah, like Coco the gorilla did, but, you know, it's Coco the gorilla. Um, I feel like if you, if you saw the Sasquatch, it would be more afraid of you than you are it, and it may kill you in the, in the forest. I do not want to believe this is a nice, happy creature. This thing will kill you. It will, it will not care who your family is. You will die. And I think if I ever saw a Sasquatch in the woods, I am booking it out of there. I don't want to be anywhere near the Sasquatch. Yeah, okay, I don't want to be anywhere near this thing cuz if it comes running at me wanting food, water or shelter, I'm done cuz I don't got any of that. It's going to rip my head off my body and I'm going to be sit, or sit I'm going to be laying with my head cl- ripped clean off on the on the forest floor of the Rocky Mountains going ugh. Oh, What have I done wrong? I let the Bigfoot get me. I'm a goon. I'm a freaking idiot. Same with Wendigo. Same with the Skinwalker. Same with all the other terrifying... Skinwalker's terrifying. Same with all these other terrifying things. Even that that goofy little... Niglin thing. What is this thing called? This little Japanese thing, which... We're definitely going to be talking about on the next episode. Niglin. Japanese. Okay, I'm going to have to go back to the, um... The freaking, the, the damn thing here. <laughs> Man, okay. It's called a, a Ningen, Maybe? I, I don't know. I don't know how you say this. Okay, great. This was, this originated on 2chan. So that shows you how great this is going to be. We're gonna have to do an oh my goodness. Google Earth captured a photo of him. I don't think the Nijin? Ning The Ning I don't think the Ning is gonna be a very good, um, um, you know. There's a video here. I, I, I don't think these. Oh my, this is a 22 minute long video from a guy named the Swamp. Oh, my headphones are doing the thing again. From a guy named the Swampdeller. And I, I, I really just don't want to believe, I, I guess I'm just gonna have to look up cryptids and countries, um, the problem is, with these, but this thing, there's like barely anything on I don't know where people are getting this information from, oh my goodness, so I think that's really gonna have to wrap it up for today's episode, I think Bigfoot is a, as a gorilla, just kinda out there, um, but I think I'm gonna have to do more research. I think I'm we're gonna have to do the Flatwoods Monster next. I don't know what I'll do next. We'll figure it out. Let's see my ideas here. So we have Yeti, Wood Elves, the Gnomes. Okay, I'm gonna have to look up. Okay, how, for I need to start, how, how do you spell? How do you? I know this is ironic. Me looking in the Google. How do I? How do need to type in the Google? How do I spell Gnomes? No, G H G H N O M E. Gnome, G-N-O-M-E. So, new chat, G-N-O-M-E, tell me about gnomes. Me, Gnomes and goblins are so badass. Me about gnome. Um, the gnome, the folklore, the folklore gnomes. Oh, uh, okay. So, that's already given me a bunch of stuff here. Um. And we definitely will be talking about the gnomes. I think these guys are... These guys are like little trolls. I love gnomes. Tell me about goblins. Goblins, trolls, gnomes. These guys are freaking awesome. Um. And I think really it's going to have to wrap it up for today's episode. I mean, I can't really talk anything else about these gnomes, these gnomes, Bigfoots and everything. So I'm going to have to say, thank you guys for listening to the episode. Make sure to uh, share with all, all your friends. I'm going to have to find a Bigfoot PNG right now. A Bigfoot PNG. Um, some of these are just silly looking. Free big gorilla PNG background. I'm gonna save that to free PNG. I'm gonna open up GIMP here. I'm actually I'm actually gonna make a new thing here. Not new. I'm gonna have to hit open. I'm gonna make a new. I think it's on my C drive. I'm gonna have to make new logo PNG. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take this photo of the big the big gorilla, and I'm gonna drop it on. I'm gonna just say Bigfoot. So you guys are going to listen to me make the make the new thing. And it's just going to be kind of in the corner, I guess. It's going to be like right there. Yeah, this is badass. Bigfoot's just kind of in the corner, kind of running away. So we're going to have to export as um, BigfootCover.png. So that's how this show is probably going to be on for the next like several weeks and me we just talking about these monsters, which I they're so interesting. <laughs> But I think that really does wrap it up for this episode. Hope you guys enjoy listening. I'll see you guys next week when I talk about uh, the goblins. Bye-bye.